how's how's your how's your visiting friends oh well i finally got rid of my three guests tim um and of course i'm talking about it for anybody who hasn't been with us for the last couple weeks and why would you not be with us why would you not be listening to every episode of seti bimco when it comes out wednesday mornings but i had three guests uh well, we were trying to contact the spirit of B. Arthur on the Ouija board Arthur. to uh, wish Norman Lear a happy... Yes, Norman Lear's 100th birthday. Well, uh, so, of course, you know, it was the woman who owns the shop that sells the crystals and tarot cards, who smells of patchouli oil and doesn't shave her armpits, mm-hmm. uh, the mentally challenged girl who puts the rotisserie chickens on the spits in the deli at Walmart, and the homeless guy who rummages through our dumpster for deposit bottles. And they were probably in that spare bedroom for about two weeks. I'm never going to get rid of the smell of patchouli oil and armpit stench and all that grease from those day-old rotisserie chickens they are eating in the carpet. Let's just say I won't be getting that security deposit back, okay? Chicken chicken carpet. I've had it many times. Oh, chicken carpet. You can never, You got to rip the whole thing out and replace it. Chicken. Yeah. You, you cannot clean up chicken carpet. Um. Unfortunately, we never did contact the spirit of B. Arthur with the Ouija board. Um, while we were recording, if you remember, uh, we mm-hmm. uh, we did contact the spirits of Petticoat Junctions, B. Benedurette, and Bill Macy, who played Maud's husband, Walter. Mm-hmm. However, all those weeks on the Ouija board, and we were able to contact other spirits wanting to wish Norman Lear a happy 100th birthday. And they were. Jimmy Durante, Jacques Cousteau, Mm -hmm. Julia Child, Princess Lee Radswell, Marie Mm -hmm. Curie, winner of the Nobel Prize in both physics and chemistry, Supreme's founding members, Florence Ballard and Mary Wilson, Princess Margaret, (laughs) William Herschel, discoverer of the planet Uranus, Prince Paul of Yugoslavia, Busby Berkeley. It's the SETI BIMCO Show with your hosts, Tim and John. This week, the spirits of Heather O'Rourke, Charles Schultz, Richie Valens, Eddie Cochran, River Phoenix, Teddy Roosevelt, George Washington, Marilyn Monroe, Mahatma Gandhi, Abraham Lincoln, Michael Jackson, Walt Disney, Bruce Lee, Mel Blanc, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Lemmy Kilmister, John Lennon, husband of Yoko Ono, Captain James Cook, James Earl Ray, William McKinley, Henry Mosley, Johann Wilhelm Ritter, William Kingdon Clifford, Ada Lovelace, Rosalind Franklin, Walter Sutton. The alto section of the 1937 Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Lester B. Pearson, the 14th Prime Minister of Canada. Sal Minio. Leonard Howell, founder of Rastafarianism. John Denver. Novelist Barbara Pym. Kurt Weigelt, founder of Lufthansa. Dame Agatha Christie. Vice President Nelson Rockefeller, St. Agatha of Sicily, patron saint of wet nurses, our gang's Billy Buckwheat Thomas, Archduke Franz Ferdinand, 
English cricketer Herbert Sutcliffe, Indira Gandhi, Gilligan's Island lovey actress Natalie Schaefer, Dottie West, and Princess Alice, Countess of Alflone, last surviving grandchild of Queen Victoria. So lots of people, lots of people wanted to wish Norman Lear a happy 100th. What about Jack Ruby? What about... Uh, Jack Ruby's not really, Jack Ruby's not really dead. Apparently, we did not, or we did not contact <clears throat> his spirits. Oh, there was yeah. no such thing as Jack Ruby. There was no such. Jack Ruby was a fictional character. It was a fictional character. It was a bunch of Cubans. Right. There was never a Jack Ruby. That was an actor. Well, they pretended to shoot him. Yeah. They put him in the witness protection. Come on, come on! Don't insult. I saw that on TV, John. I saw it on TV. Don't say so. It must be true. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. So quite a quite an eclectic, um, quite an eclectic um, cast of characters wishing, and apparently they can't wait for him to get to the afterlife because apparently there are no streaming services in the afterlife, and right now they are stuck watching a continuous loop of Kathy Lee Gifford and reruns of She's the Sheriff. So so they're really they're hoping that Norman (laughs) will come to the other side soon and maybe create some shows when he gets there. Yeah. yeah, she's the sheriff. Part two. She's the sheriff. <laughs> yeah, Pat Carroll, one of the well, cast listen. members of uh, "She's the, the Sheriff," show. passed away this week. Oh, don't ask me who she was. Show a downer. Well, we've also well, <laughs> we lost several people this week. But what? What's what's uh, what's this show, John? We have to introduce it. Oh, that's right. Uh, it's Eddie Bimco. Show where we uh, look at. Uh, high school humorous tragedies in real life and in some movies of questionable taste. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I accidentally pick a movie that turns out to be soft porn. Hope I never do that again. Or, or just disturbing. Or just disturbing, <laughs> Tim. Just disturbing. Oh, my goodness. So we got a great guest later, Natalie Kim. Yes. She's way up in Pennsylvania. Yes. William I hope she Ford. can help me with my, my catchphrases. Oh, I hope so, too. I'll bet you this is going to be a really good catchphrase, Tim. I can't wait. <laughs> You've been telling me. Do you have a catchphrase? I cannot wait. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna be so impressed. I'm gonna be so impressed. I can already tell. And I Every will not. Have, and I will not have to improve on it. It's just gonna be wonderful. Every show needs a catchphrase. Uh, so uh, I will ask you. Do you have any thoughts this week? Anything happened this week? We have well, time I to mean, talk. obviously, contacting all those spirits on the Ouija board that was quite. That was quite amazing. And we did lose because I know. And yeah, you know, we don't want to start the show on a downer, but. We do have to acknowledge because we have discussed the, tra- the Star Trek universe. Um, mm-hmm. We've done we've used several several films with the great actor William Shatner, and mm-hmm. uh, we should, you know, when we were recording this a few days ago, uh, we lost uh, Nichelle Nichols, who played Lieutenant Uhura, yes, on the original series and in the first six movies, I believe. I believe the first movies. six movies she was in, and uh, it was quite a big oh, yeah. deal, you know. Um, uh-huh. There weren't very many people of color on TV, and if they were, they were cast in very, very stereotypical roles, like the maid. Um, right, right. And this here we go. We had a she was the communications officer on the star on the starship, and um, she really opened the doors for a lot mm-hmm. of African American women. Um, in her later life, she. Uh, got up with that she connected with NASA and 
um, helped recruit women right. and minorities to get into the actual astronaut program. Uh, Sally Ride, the first American woman in space, credit, always credited Michelle Nichols for um, actually getting her into space. And uh, so, yeah, so yeah. that was, and again, yeah. not to be a bummer. I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying yes. more like to celebrate her than to bring people yeah. down. But um, yeah, so no that bummers. leaves George Takai and William Shatner. Yes, we're rumored not to like each other very much. Well, that's what you were saying. It was like, well, George Takai, the one that hated him the most. And I'm like thinking, wow, really? Takai was the one who hated him the most? Because everybody's obituary. No, if you've ever noticed this, like in Nichelle Nichols, one of her obituaries, I don't know if it was People or one of those, she's like, and she really didn't care for William Shatner. She felt he was arrogant. And I'm like, but George Takai was the one who hated her most. But no, none of them had, I think like Leonard Nimoy kind of, tolerated him because you know mm-hmm. Leonard Nimoy was a pretty big you know he did Mission Impossible he did other things outside of yeah. Star Trek but the rest of them you know they just right. didn't have much use for, they were for Shatner and uh, you know I was reading oh my god this is so sad I, I was reading this like right before we started recording um, knowing that I wanted to talk about Michelle Nichols they were talking about the Star Trek the animated series from yeah yeah from the early 70s and they gave mm-hmm. they they cast everyone from the original series on the animated series except for Walter Koenig who played Chekhov right. because they didn't have enough money to hire the entire cast that's animation john I, but i mean how insulted must he been he'd be like yeah well we're gonna have to cut one cast member because we can't afford it and guess what walter it's gonna be you he must have felt so bad. He probably, you know, probably his kids uh, were watching it on Saturday mornings, and he was probably like sitting there all bitter, probably drunk already because he was bitter about not being cast. In it. Uh, don't talk about the Russians that way. That, he wasn't really Russian, but anyway, um, <laughs> what? No, I'm sorry. Have I ruined the? Yeah, James <laughs> Doohan was not really Scottish. Um, George Takai what? wasn't really Japanese. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. I, I yeah. Yeah, so the only thing that happened to me was I, Gene wanted to go to Trader Joe's. Do you have a Trader Joe's up there in Auburn? Uh, no, closest to me is East Syracuse. Trader Joe's is... Uh, Where's yours? Like, uh, is yours in the neighborhood? Brooklyn. Well, I know, yeah, okay, well, yeah. but I mean, like, it is in your neighborhood. Well, well you? I mean, I, we, we walked for 20 minutes. Oh, okay. But right. it's just full of... Young people who I don't know if young people go there to meet other people, but it's just young people and it's pandemonium and it's like people that never learned how to push carts around mm-hmm. the store in some sort of order. They're just kind of it's like bumper cars in there. I, I guess you haven't yeah. experienced it, but uh, I, ne- I never bring a car Gene, to Gene Trader was, Joe's. And, and, and Gene went to a different store to get something while I was shopping at first. So I was alone and I kept hearing the squeaky wheel the whole time I was going around the store and it was like this woman. And I'm not saying that the woman was following me. I don't know. I'm not I'm not trying to brag about myself, but but I noticed it was a woman. And everywhere I went, I heard her squeaky wheel. And I turned around, and there she was with the squeaky wheel cart. Like until Jean showed up, though. When Jean showed up, I was like, she disappeared finally. Oh my god! So gosh. I don't know. She was stalking Ooh. me, stalking to you, date ready, me or kill me. But uh, getting ready to abduct <laughs> you, strangle you, like at the end of Mr. Good, so, looking for Mr. Goodbar. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. You keep mentioning that movie. 
No, I haven't. You know, you want to know I, something? I, 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 I never I saw that I haven't movie. mentioned that movie yet. Tim, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's a nightmare there. I got trapped in the corner with the cheese. I was like surrounded with people. And another guy uh, was also flipping out like, why did I come here? Why don't I shop online? And he just kind of smashed his way out of the carts. And smashed his way out and ran. And you, never, and you never saw. But speaking of the cheese, I was going to I'm, say they have the best. They have the best Gouda cheese. It's I don't know if they carry it at every Trader Joe's, but it's called Old Amsterdam. And that is a really, that is a really, really good Gouda. I love that Gouda. I got to go back to East Syracuse. And, and, uh, I will say they have the best Fig Newtons. I haven't tried them yet. No, no I haven't tried them yet. That's, uh, that, that could be my catchphrase. Uh, looks like it's Fig Newtons for dinner again. Looks like it's, mm, try no, something else. Work, something in the cracker family, maybe. All right. Something like, you know, a nice well, Anyway. It's Triscuits yeah. for dinner again the tonight, cracker. kids. No, that doesn't work either. We'll figure something <laughs> out. We'll figure something out. We'll workshop it. Maybe we'll workshop we're Natalie. Maybe Natalie maybe, can Maybe we should us. get to Natalie. Let's get to Natalie. Yes. We should introduce her. Yeah, I can't okay. wait. One of my favorite sitcom stars. Yeah. I'm going to introduce our very special guest star, Natalie Kim, who is, she has a long resume. She's an official oh. contributor to the Newsette, a creative agency for millennial women, for which she creates content for their TikTok. She hosts a mic on Thursdays at Westside Comedy and performs comedy around New York City and beyond. And she's currently at St. Nell's, which is a comedy residency for women in Williamsport, PA, which was created by Emily Flake, another New Yorker cartoonist. And Natalie is also an actor who has been on many shows, such as Madam Secretary, The Blacklist, Law & Order. She had her own stage show called The Old Girl and uh, many other credits but I'd rather mm. talk to her than go through mm. all your credits, Natalie. Ooh. Thank you. Ooh, I got a problem. What? Yes. Well, you know, this is a case of like wipe the egg off my face. When you said we were interviewing Natalie, I thought you meant Natalie from the Facts of Life, and I did prove, and I did like like actress Mindy Cohn. And I mean, uh, that's like the no, only that's okay. It's all right. Sorry, I'm, as I as I said, wipe, wipe the egg off my <laughs> face. But um, I did prepare questions, um, but we'll, we'll see how this works what? out. I prepared questions for Mindy from the You want to ask them now or are you? I, I mean, I could ask. I mean, I'm embarrassed enough. You know, I'm embarrassed enough right now. But, um, okay, let's just get Maybe they'll work. I don't know. So, I, you know, and I had it all set up. Like I was going to say, ooh, maybe I'll address her as Miss Cone, and she'll say, just call me Mindy. I had this, like, whole fantasy worked out in my brick. But it's okay. I'm very, we're very happy to have, very happy to have Natalie Kim on. But, um, okay, so let's, go, let's just get into this, Natalie. Um, were you upset that 2D never got you a guest spot on Living Single? You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it, it was a wound that has mm-hmm. not been That is not too too soon. And, and too bringing soon. it up is actually quite traumatic, John. I, uh, I am uh, sorry. I am sorry. Yeah. I did not mean to hit a nerve. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so basically your your friendship suffered from it is what you're saying. It okay. We patched things up. She she did the reality <laughs> show. It, but still, it's, things aren't the same. Things have never been the same is what you're saying. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Okay. Um, of course, you know, the first step in the first season of Facts of Life, there were a lot more girls on the show. And after the first season, they 
cut down to the four girls. And one of the original cast members was Molly Ringwald, who did all those great, you know, John John Hughes films in the 80s, like Sixteen Candles and Pretty in Pink, etc. Now, Molly Ringwald claims that after season one of The Facts of Life, it was her character that was to remain. She was going to be one of the four girls. Um, She claims you gave her a McDonald's shamrock shake spiked with Dulcolax and then coincidentally came to get your last paycheck when the meeting was going on. Would you care to to defend yourself for this accusation? Miss Cohn. I I mean, I mean, Miss Kim. Um, The only uh, connection I have to Molly Ringwald at this time is I had seen her at the Vineyard Vineyard Theater doing uh, How I Learned to Drive by Paula Vogel, which was many, 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 many years ago. And it was a very, it's a very good play. It's very disturbing. So Molly, I think you made out really well. Uh, You win. Okay, so you're, what you're saying is that, like, basically you, like, yeah, have yeah. ruined every relationship with your former Facts of Life co-star. I mean, is what I'm that's hearing. what the business is about. That's, I mean, I don't want, that's I don't want, I don't want, I, this, to, I I don't want this to be like TMZ, but, yeah. Uh. I have burning bridges on my resume. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, this is turning into TMZ now, isn't it? Um, and just one last question, because uh, this is working out so well. Um, it's been reported that during the filming of The Facts of Life Goes to Paris, that, in an effort to seem more French, you refused to use deodorant for the entire shoot. Oh, no. Um, you insulted yeah, all of Natalie's stink. French relatives. Stink. <laughs> so it, it, it's not really... Natalie has uh, like a whole bunch of French cousins you've insulted. Oh, it's on my bucket list to live in Paris for a year. Talking over you. No, not at all. Um, Do it, John. What's stopping you? Yeah, I'm going to write the great American novel. I'm going to take a much younger lover, and I'm going to play stand-up bass in a jazz club with a galois hanging from my bottom lip. I've got it all planned out. Yeah. I Actually, I feel like you really do, and I think you need to make it happen. I think I I will. Yeah. it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful vision. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Natalie. I had no I had no idea he was gonna throw these questions at me. Well, again, right. as I say, wipe the egg <laughs> off my face. I think I recovered very well though. I think you know, you know, you I think, prepare the best that you can and I, you know, I know. And then kind you of just, just have to go with it. So we did it. that. You wing it. it. Exactly. So Natalie, I haven't seen or heard from you in so long. I am very happy to have you on the show. Uh, it's you, so good to see you. You were going to be you. on the show a while back, but you you uh, you had to spend time with your kids rather than with your friends. No, I'm basically uh, a flake, and um, you know, I I'm I, just giving you I, a hard time. I'm very now. noncommittal, and <laughs> it's I the flaw the in my it's the fatal flaw of Natalie Kim. Yeah, I mean, I I have children. I, yes, I and I use them as as excuses. A, it's, it's total it's a, excuse. It's either exhaustion or I'm yeah. sick or I need to do something with the, with the kids. So I'm so happy. I've that seen your Instagram. Happen. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. I've seen your Instagram. You have like five cats, uh, seven kids. I don't know. <laughs> you, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, no, I have two children. I just see, I see you have cats and kids on Instagram. I didn't bother counting them. That's all. Yeah. I mean, that's basically my life. Uh, the, all the other stuff is, um, 
just there. But yeah, I'm pretty much just a mom to cats and kids. But um, yeah, it's really great to see your face. Well, what's, um, the, what's the news at, by the way? Oh, so the news at is um, it's edited by the news that is edited by Kelly Sater. And she, um, I, I, I mm-hmm. believe she started Scary Mommy, which is another huge uh, presence on social media. And so this is a okay. kind of media company that's directed towards millennial women and kind of like an upbeat tone um, and, you know, about women empowerment and um, really, I don't know, going for that kind of like positive outlook because there's a lot of really upsetting news these days. So, and I, I really like it because I yeah. think, you know, they try to explore different things that, that, um, that aren't really seen. So yeah, I'm really psyched to be part of that. Okay. And you mentioned, yeah, St. Nell's I'm here. Um, Emily yes. Flake, they did a Kickstarter. I didn't know this. Uh, Emily Flake, who is an amazing humorist and cartoonist artist, and also, mm-hmm. a, she considers herself a stand-up comedian she, with cartoons. She did a Kickstarter, yeah, and yeah. they raised money to, you know, buy this house. And she reserves it for women who are in comedy or humor writing. And um, it's it's an amazing an amazing uh, oh. opportunity. I'm I'm so jazzed to be here. Well, I, I, I well, I've also got to think that you know, with with comedy being such a which. I was just going to say, with comedy being such a male-dominated field, to be able to spend that time with other women in comedy has got to be so fantastic. Well, you know, it's funny. I I do work with a lot of men in comedy, and I don't know if it's a... I don't know what it is. I, I find with comedians, whether they're like 22 to like, you know, in their 50s or 60s, like everyone, it's a different time. And so I think there was this, like, you got to have a tag. You got to, like, make sure you, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like like a, a different mentality. And from what I've heard, I, I am not on the road, um, but what I've seen with my guys who are in the club, you know, we celebrate some guy that he's sober. He's been sober for, you know, 72 days, and no one's like, hey, uh, you want a drink? You know, we're just yeah. kind of supportive. And I think mm-hmm. in America anyway, you know, it's a different, a different kind of humor now. They want to know you. It's not just like bam, 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 um, which I've heard from friends who are on the road and stuff like that. When you said they okay. have to have a tag, you mean a, a tagline, like a catchphrase? Oh, uh, it's like a or term in comedy. It means like comedian. you know, it's a, a premise, and then like a tag, a tag, a tag. You know, right? Um, yeah. Oh yes. So I've been going about this all wrong. I just I've been working on my catchphrase. You want some hear comedians it? are like kind of nerdy, and they oh sorry. Yeah, I'm working on my catchphrase for my comedy, and and I thought you'd help me. Uh, sure. No. Shoot it. Shoot. <laughs> you're not going to do it. You're going to tease us like that, Tim. Now you name pick me, and then you're not going <laughs> to come through. Okay, here's my catchphrase. Well, it looks like it's oyster crackers for dinner again. Hipster crackers for dinner again? Is that what you said? <laughs> yes. It looks like it's oyster crackers for dinner again. That's my catchphrase, my comedy catchphrase. Oh, oyster crackers. I thought you said hipster crackers. Oyster. I'm like, what are hipster crackers? Oh. <laughs> no. oh. 
I was like, hipster crackers, that might be a derogatory yeah, term. You know oyster crackers? We're old people. <laughs> you hipster crackers, get out of this. Get, get out of this <laughs> coffee house. <laughs> anyway. But, but John, hmm. you don't know this, but I, I have a bone to pick with Emily Flake. Oh, okay, Natalie? Oh, dear. Are you yeah, going to air your dirty do laundry you know, out here on the Sunny Bimto do, do show? You know, do you know why we're recording a little earlier tonight? It's because Natalie's going to oh, go yeah, with Emily yeah. to, see Weird, to see Weird Al. Oh. Uh, it's, it's not actually with Emily. We, we might Emily, still hear him. I, I believe she's... So she introduced me to some really nice people, oh. and they're like, hey... You know, we're, we're running this event, so do you want to come? And I'm like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the town of Williamsport, it has That's a what? lot of history. There's, like, these beautiful historical buildings, and um, it's it's pretty convenient. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's a, it's a house that was kind of, it's, you know, kind of de- decorated and, and uh, by a comedian, I'm sorry, not a comedian, but a, a cartoonist. So like all the books are amazing. Um, and it's just very yeah. supportive for someone like me, a nerd to, uh, you know, concentrate. Okay. And, and so I'm, I'm working on, um, you know, essays of when I had been growing up as a kid in Long Island and Maryland. And, um, I had written it during the pandemic, just typed out 10,000 words, it's rubbish, and now oh, I'm going okay. back and kind of revising it. <laughs> the first draft is always rubbish. Trust me. Well, Hemingway said write the first what? first draft with your heart and the second draft with your head. That's what Hemingway said. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's... You know what else he said? Sounds really good. Uh, he, wonder, is this gun loaded? No. What, what did he say, Tim? <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> he used to say, "Looks like oyster crackers for dinner again." Oh god! Anyway, you know what, Tim? I think your delivery would be your de- Tim. Your delivery just—you have to just believe it yes. and don't say the never mind. Right? Just yeah, like, you, got to, you know what you he know. said? It's oyster crackers for yeah. dinner again. That's how you deliver it. <laughs> <laughs> It's always for dinner again. You've been doing stand-up since I saw you do that show maybe, I don't know if it's been four years, before the pandemic, I saw you do your first stand-up, I think. Or you you joined a group and you had a big show with like six people. Yeah, so I, um, before pandemic, I was, you know, regular, like for about four years, and during pandemic, I was actually working full time and with a full time job with two children. Uh, it was just, mm. it was not possible. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to like, I know people were really pers- like persistent. They would go out and do it in the, the Central Park or like, you know, whatever. And um, so I gingerly came back in April right. and it, it feels really good. I'm really rusty, but it's, it's just, it's great. Like, Every time I go to the mic, I'm grumbly. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Uh, so many things I have to do. But then when I get there, get in the club, it's cold. It's like, it's just, it's kind of like my church or whatever. I just, I, I love it. So, um, anywho, 
Right. And do you do it every Thursday or you just host the, the open mic? Yeah, so I people? host every Thursday and sometimes people ask me to be on a show. Um, and yeah, you have to, I, have, I go up. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, and I have to say there's a lot more women in comedy now. Like the woman who books West Side Comedy, you know, she's, she's yeah. very pro-women and a lot of great, great women in comedy. Um, but so, so this is airing in September, right? I, yeah, I didn't, I had a camp story and then I had, I mean, my, I had like a lot of embarrassing stories. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> which, which we all, we all do. I mean, that, yeah. you can pick anyone. It, it's okay. It's okay if it's not camp. Oh, okay. Um, I think. Oh, but, but before okay, you tell your sorry. story, Natalie, I did want to say that there's like, um, I rewatched some of your stuff, you know, and I remembered the movie. Is it called um, See Me? Do I remember the name? Right? Yeah. Um, Where you're a police yeah, officer. Yeah, it's called I See Me, See You, and it's a short film that I wrote. I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed that film. I that love like, that film. Thank you. I, I, I really love, appreciate that. I love that yeah. film so much because I can so relate because there's always like that one hot homeless guy. <laughs> And you're and you're like, no, seriously, you're like, I know he's pushing his shopping cart around and I know he's yelling at the fire hydrant, but he's still hot. I mean, sure, probably after he strangled me to death, probably like a very looking for Mr. Goodbar kind of ending. But no, you know, it's like, no, I totally get it. I totally get it. And, like, and then like you got to walk away. You're like, wait, no, he's homeless. No, I can't do that. Thank you, John. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the actor yeah. will be very, very psyched that he Is thought it? he was homeless. I mean, I, I kind of always wanted to do a, a story where I played a cop, and the, the background of that is that I had auditioned for Blue Bloods, and on that particular episode was um, the playwright Diana Son, who she did Stop Kiss, which is an amazing play. And she was writing – she wrote a very – small character um a pregnant cop and she was kind of a smart aleck and i loved it i mean it was basically me and i i booked it and i was psyched and then the part was cut Mm -hmm. so um Mm. it just stuck in my head i mean i I just like i have to play a cop Uh i have like it just you know i grew up in long island which is pretty pretty blue collar my stepdad was a fireman steam fitter and the guy across the street was a cop it's you know so I, it's just the character that um, I just knew. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, my my friend who's in it, um, JR, he is an amazing actor and he is a cop. I, I will tell you, like, civilians love it. They really, like, love everything about it. Cops are like, well, let me tell you the 26 reasons why I didn't like it or, you know, the, the uh-huh. inaccuracies and... Uh, so, and the funny mm-hmm. thing is because it was, it was like, a, you know, I, I was aware. How many of, cops have you showed this to? Is this going to affect what the, you the, I just the, said, how many cops have you pod, shown this like to? Like the delay? Is this, uh, <laughs> is this screwing up with? It's okay. okay. So yeah. I, yeah. There's a little, de- there's a little delay for you. Shit. It's oyster crackers for dinner again tonight, <laughs> kids. That's, I'm going to use that now. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to use that now. You're going to be. You're stole and my, I'm sorry. You stole I thought the catchphrase, John. I, no, 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 no. I'm not stealing it. I'm just. I'm trying. Just trying to help you build on it. And I'm sorry. I was under the impression that that character at the end of the film was a homeless guy in the park. That that you know what? Why not? Why not? 
Uh, Why not? That's what I thought. Oh, which one? No, it's, I wanted the, to read uh, a story about, like, you always see, whenever... John doesn't see hipsters. Whenever an amateur, like, like myself, makes a film about a cop, it's, like, about a shootout, or it's about, like, rescuing someone, or getting shot, and your partner's laying down on the ground. And I just wanted, like, a regular mm-hmm. day of cops on the job, and this woman has, like, love issues. And, um... Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was also... So then after I made the film... Um, I af- I kind of realized, like, I can't just make a film about cops and be like, oh, I'm making a film about cops. Here it is. I, I needed to dig a little deeper in terms of, like, what was happening mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, blacks and cops and what was happening. Like, I, I needed to, it to be a little – I needed right. to do my own investigation of, like, okay, what does it mean to be a cop in, in society? Like, the reality. And, like, I don't know. I, so I, I kind of – met this guy um, at the New York Peace Institute, which uh, is a place where they do mediation. And so he's like, hey, do you want to come with me and help train cops? And um, I was like, yeah. I, I wasn't... Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't trained at that time. I was actually like... <laughs> yes. I, I Later on, I got uh, certified 40-hour-a-week you know, mediation training, but I, I was there for part of the training. And the first time I walked oh. into this secret building downtown, I can't even tell you guys where it is. It's the secret high-tech building downtown. I walk Ooh. into the room. They look at me. They hate my guts. They, they, their arms are folded. They do not want to be there. They're, like, looking at their phones. And at that time, uh, it was a woman who was head of the mm-hmm. cops. I don't, I don't even remember her name. And they hate her. She walks in. She's like, you know, all right, this is a peace training, and uh, you guys are going to do it. They hate us. They want us out of there. And so my job was to act, I guess, like very emotional and like, you know, whatever. And, you know, when I started going berserko, I just, you know, that's my trademark. If you see me on TV, I'm screaming, crying, whatever. And they just sat up and they were like, yeah, what is this? And they got, you know, kind of got engaged. And I realized, like, after a while of doing it, I was like, oh, you know what? You can tell someone, like, this is what you're doing wrong. Or, like, you know, pointing out, like, this is what you need to do. But yes. actually, I feel like the arts can just have a big influence on people and, like, touch them in a different way. Oh, sure. And I think usually, mm-hmm. usually um, what the guy, Brad, who was the founder of the New York Peace Institute, he said, like, by the end of the training, the guys are, like, talking about drawings they did, they bring in their pets, you know, like, they just, they they are not just cops, they're, like, people. And I think that's, like, a problem overall with, like, Twitter and, like, you know, social. They're bringing their pets in? Sorry? I was just going to say, what kind of pets? Yeah, I think, yeah, he, he had a picture of, like... Somebody brought Somebody in have an snakes, ostrich? and I was like, "Whoa!" I, I wasn't there; it was only for that part. Oh. Where I just, you know, go berserk. Um, so, 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 support snakes. Yeah, support snakes. Support. <laughs> Actually, snakes, some woman. Yeah. I did read somewhere. Where, I did no. I read. I did read somewhere where some woman tried to bring a support peacock on a flight once. Oh my god! <laughs> mm-hmm. I, and I would be stu- and I would be the one stuck no, sitting no, next to her in coach with the peacock. But Natalie, speaking of you screaming. It's oyster crackers for dinner tonight again. But Natalie, speaking of you screaming, you may may appreciate this story. Back when you were on the blacklist, I don't remember what year that was, 
Uh, do you like 2011? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. It, it, it doesn't um, matter. It doesn't matter. My story. I... But for the people listening at home, <laughs> my wife is Korean. Natalie is Korean. That's why uh, I thought Natalie might appreciate the story. But I went to my father-in-law, parents-in-law, and it was a holiday that your show was on or it was rerun because why else would I be there? And my wife's parents, they grew up in Korea. And so uh, my wife's father, very nice man, I'm, I'm uh, just giving him a hard time. But if you go to the house, he'll be watching the actual Korean news from Korea that he is, he's hooked up the cable to watch. And, you know, he doesn't care who's there with him. You'll just sit down and I'll be like, yeah, I'm watching the news. I don't know what they're saying. And he'll turn to me once in a while and say, they're, they're upset. <laughs> Sony's doing this or whatever. Uh, but eventually he'll, he'll turn it. And that night you were on, he was turning the channel, and I saw the blacklist come on, and I said, oh, our our, uh, our friend Nat- our friend is on that show, Natalie Kim. And he says, is she Korean? I said, yeah. He goes, okay, we'll watch. <laughs> okay, we'll watch. Because <laughs> if she's not Korean, we're not going to watch. <laughs> well, that's how her parents are. Uh, like, they take the car to the garage and fix it, and it's not fixed. I'll say, well, do you have another... another uh, garage to take it to and he's like oh no we're taking it here because he's the korean who goes to our church so i'm like (laughs) i like how he says that to you tim uh, it's the korean that is goes to our church he does he did tell me that it's funny i you know as an adopted person so my mom is uh you know she's greek american whatever and you know i grew up in long island Mm -hmm. which is very i don't know trumpian and my like my stepdad was a friend or whatever and so i Whenever I met Korean people, they're like, you have to learn your language. I'm like, dude, bro, step off. You don't even know me. But when you learn the history of like, of, of like how they've been occupied and like just invaded all over the place, you know, China, if you, if my husband's Chinese American. If you like meet a Chinese person, you don't mm-hmm. speak Chinese. They're just like, whatever, we're Chinese. There's so many of us. But Koreans, uh, because of the traumatic history the reason why is because there's this this pride, mm-hmm. there's a shame, and like, yeah, it's like it's kind of a big deal. I used to be like, dude, step off! Like, what are you talking to me? You don't know my life, but I kind of understand, and like, you know, uh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever see Kimchi Power? By the way, Kimchi Power? No. Oh no. Okay, it's totally fine. You can cut that out. <laughs> Only Kim's convenience. <laughs> oh, I love Kim's convenience. And I hear they they uh, canceled that before they. It didn't need to be canceled. I don't know if you read all the controversy. Yeah, I mean, like, the the producers were kind of, like, taking it a different way, and Inns wasn't really, you know, that involved anymore. And I think the actors, who are, like, amazing people, um, you know, it's funny, Canadian performers, I think they, you know, they're on TV, but they're so humble, and they're so, like, I think, you know, the guy Kimchi, uh, Andrew Fung, who is um, one of my comedian friends, that's his cousin, but... He did, we didn't know that, but he sent me a kimchi oh. shirt, like, you know, with the his name on yeah. his back. They're just like, it's really about like, hey, we're all connected. And like, it's, it, there's something really special about them. So unfortunately, yeah, it, it kind of like, it didn't no. end well. And I think they were upset about it. And, you know, they want, I think they wanted yeah. to have like more input. And that's, you know, totally understandable. But anyway. Kim's Convenience, John. Yeah. You said you just got Netflix, so you can, you can watch it. Or have you seen it? Yeah, no. I, well, actually, I, we. Um, yeah, no. Because I because I'm only like about two hours from the Canadian border, oh, okay. and yeah, I have seen that before in Canada. Yeah, I haven't seen it on Netflix yet. Oh, 
You know what, John? I heard you talking about. I heard you talking about uh, how you can't take <laughs> Canada Day off. Right. And I mean, <sighs> I feel like it's, you know I you talk like you, you talk about a raw nerve, just, Natalie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go look, ahead. So. I don't, I don't care about, you know, holidays and stuff like that, but it's just like, just take the day off. Just yeah. like, I have an emergency dental thing. Uh, ways. <laughs> Actually, I do have a dental thing going on, but anyway, that's another story. We won't talk about that. Yeah. If it, if it really means something, if you're just yeah. doing it just to. I don't know. I don't know. If I take, but if I feel I, like. I don't know. They're going to be like, um, look at him calling in sick on Canada Day. They're going to know. They're going to know. They're going to know. when. Uh, <laughs> Did you make a big stink about it? They will make a big stink about it. They'll be like, oh, he's calling in sick. You know, I'll get, and then when I get back to work the next day, they'll be like, no, but- oh, called in sick on Canada Day, I see, mister. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. You know, what Canada I, Day is. The, the, right Probably. now, it's. It- that's, that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of it. I'm not that's a delay. Thank you for explaining the joke delay, to everybody. <laughs> it's oyster crackers for, <laughs> it's oyster crackers again for dinner again tonight, kids. Oh, man. I'm going to terrify Natalie and show up for open mic some Thursday. <laughs> She's like, yeah, sure. Now, where's this again? Sure. West Side Comedy, you said? What, what, what? Yes, West Side I'm, Comedy? Uh, Amsterdam okay. and 75th. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Natalie, we've kept you a little while, and, and I want to get to your story. But the reason I said, because speaking of you screaming, by the way, at the oh, end of sure. that story, that was the episode of... Uh, blacklist where you're like in a box being held hostage and screaming and, and we were watching it and I'm like, yeah, there's my friend screaming in the box. But, and you did a great job because, yeah, uh, I mean, you kind of terrified it, us. <laughs> no, you did do a really good job. You did a really good job. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I, I found it somewhat bewildering uh, because I didn't know all of the sequences. I, I just didn't know what was going to happen. And right. so they're like, you go in in a helicopter. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And it, it, yeah. it, it just, that's what we did. And uh, it, it was a, uh, it was a fun day. Sure. Um, so embarrassing stories From high school. Uh, or what do we, yes, uh, please. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> you told me those. You know what? I mean, in high school. Yeah. He's, did I? No, that's middle school. I mean, I, I feel like there's no charge there. Like, you know, oh, okay. I'll just tell you in middle school, there was a boy that I liked and we became quote unquote, uh, boyfriend and girlfriend. And my friend was friends with his friend and they did this coordinated attack where they kissed us in the lockers. Uh, and I didn't know how to kiss. Yeah. I mean, I was like 12 or 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And so like I opened my mouth as wide as possible. And he told my best friend, at a, uh, I was at a baseball game with her at the O's game in, in Baltimore. She's like, yeah, he told me that you try to swallow his face. And I was like horrified. I mean, I'm like a little kid, like 12 years old. I'm like, what do you expect? Like, just tell me, like, don't open your he mouth. Told, like, he told me so. you had some, some suspicious looking. Um, but I would you'll say learn. Like, um, yeah. Well, anyway, so the other, I guess, embarrassing. It's not you. So I was. In, in middle school, I was, aside from that moment, I was, like, kind of in the cool group. I was cool. Like, I, you know, it, I, I was kind of a bad kid. I don't know if you would believe that. Oh. I was a smart aleck. I had oh. a mouth on me. I was always in the hall. And um, uh, so, like, in middle school, I was, like, awesome. But then when I got to high school, for some reason, being Asian and being in theater and, and 
drawing, it was kind of lame right, and right. like, it was all about football and it, yeah, it was really right, weird. So yeah. I, um, I, I, I kind of like the worst part of high school, I think is like sitting at the lunch tables because like when I sat with my popular friends, it was like really awkward. Cause they, there were girls that were just boring mm-hmm. their eyes at me. They were like, we don't want you here. And then, so like, whatever. Uh, it was very, very John never let me sit me with them in my high school either, career. So. Um, there was a. <laughs> what did you um, say? There was a. I said you never let me sit with you in high school at lunch table. Oh, uh, no, is that I, the joke? Am I talking about the joke again? <laughs> well, I wasn't at high. I, 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 I was never. I was. I, I probably was like hiding. I probably wasn't even in the cafeteria. I was like hiding in fear of my life. Probably. Why you were in? Fear oh my god! Of I was I was like the to- I was like this height six one six two one hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah, it was just it was just not it was just not a good. I always say I showed up to high school graduation just to make sure I spelled my name right on the diploma, and then I basically never saw any of them again. Wow. But anyway, Natalie. Yeah, no, it was. That's why when you said, "Well, I was one of the cool kids," and I was going to stop you right there, I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" One of the cool kids. I didn't say. That. Well, what's going on, Tim? Who have you booked on this show? We don't have the we don't have the cool kids on this show. You're a first. Well, I would say like my my mom. She's a firecracker. She's she's she, when I was a kid, she was stunning and like just. Uh, like her basic, like her thing was like, she would walk around and say, you're on my shit list. You're on my shit list. Yeah. It's just like people like to be on her shit. I don't know. And so like, you know, I had this attitude where, you know, I didn't care. And I would say like, I could have probably, I was a little bit of a bully. And if anyone said like, you know, racial jokes or I don't know, wow. mean things, I would just punch them and just, you know, I, I just wouldn't take anything but in high school no. you can't just like punch the whole high school so i i kind of like i would say definitely shrunk a little bit in terms of like how i felt about you just you life. just uh you put uh poison in all the uh their hamburgers no in all their oyster, no? in all their no, oyster no, that's, crackers that's horrible yeah there's another oyster crackers yeah no basically like there was a boy that i liked and i had a friend uh that i told her i was like oh my god i saw I'll call him Craig. I saw Craig, Craig. online, and she's like, "Oh my god, he's so hot!" And then I was like, "I know," but he was talking to Jennifer. Oh my god! She's like, oh my gosh! Oh my god! No, and Jennifer Coach. is dating. Jennifer is dating John. I'm gonna tell him, and you know, he's gonna kick his ass. I'm like, no, 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 no. don't say that. I just, I actually just wanna. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just observing that he's handsome. That's it. Like, ew, stop. The next day, the guy that I really like. He somehow is sitting at his lunch table and he's freaking out. He's like, I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to get my ass kicked. And instead of saying like, oh, wow, I know what's happening. And this, mm-hmm. you know, this is the source of whatever. <laughs> I just hid in the bathroom. and um, That was, that uh, always worked for me, Natalie. <laughs> no, that was a good judgment call. No. That always worked for me. That's hide in the bathroom. Too. Yeah. I'm with you, sister. Uh, I'm with you, sister. But you hid, well, what happened? Did he get beat up? No, no, because I, I got, I was just super scared. And so later on, mm-hmm. I was like, look, this is what happened. I, oh, I had to tell him that I thought he was cute. I was just like, oh, I, I said you were cute and you were talking to him. And I was like, oh, bummer. And then she went and told, it was just like a horrible, stupid thing that if I had any self-esteem at that point, yeah. I would have just, you know, told him immediately and just like chill everyone. 
Um, you had to, you had to tell them like, like, uh, the end of a sitcom that this all happened because I said you were cute. Yeah. Anyway. That'd be a great episode of, of, uh, Facts anyway, of Life. um, that'd be a great episode of Facts of Life or one day at a time or the original or, um, um, family matters. I never did see your your girl show. Isn't that about when you're a teenager or is it when you're about, about when you are a little bit older? No, actually. So, um, it was more about, I, and I have to say, thanks for bringing that show up. I totally forgot about it. Um, I, I really like having TV credits and I enjoy being on television and doing theater and stuff, but I have to say that show Mm -hmm. was very personal. It was about like, uh, kind of trying to understand why I had, I felt so crazy about, uh, this guy I was dating. I was very, very jealous and I would like pick fights and it's obvious I really liked him. And it kind of all stemmed from being put up for adoption when I was, when I was a kid, uh, sorry, when I was an infant. And, um, I remember like performing that show and I, I did it a couple times in New York and this, he's a black guy came up to me after the show and he's just like, your show actually taught me taught me things about myself um, oh. that I didn't even recognize, and I, you know, I want to thank you. And I, you know, it's just it. Sometimes when you're doing a bunch of work, you know, you're trying to be yeah. like marketable, you're trying to like reach mm-hmm. people and get attention. Um, it made me remember that like creating my own work is like it's mm-hmm. it's really important, and that I don't know, you just you yeah. know, touch people in certain ways when. You know, you do that kind of stuff. Um, and I think with the comedy, um, I'm definitely writing more about that. Like, you know, it's less about like, you know, what really annoys me. And it's like, you know, yeah. just talking about things that are right. in the forefront of my mind. So and it's yeah, it's 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 really it's okay. it's cool. Anyway. Well, we've kept you almost as long as I said I was going to keep you. Unless you have anything. Yeah. Is it is the echo? I mean, sorry. Is the uh, delay? Is it? Well, it is messing but, uh, with you guys. But, but it's okay. I don't know what's causing it or why it's happening. No, it's fine. But it, but it's fine. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I you know what? In terms of being prolific and just being productive, I'm I'm yeah. really psyched for him and I'm just I've no idea what to expect. I would not have purchased like I in the forefront of my mind. I'm going to go see Weird okay. Al that I'm like super psyched well, to see. Well, um What was I just going to say? Oh, yeah. Enjoy the show, but continually bug Emily about maybe her being on my show. Yeah, sure. Uh <laughs> All through through the entire show, just keep bringing it up. Anyway, it was it was really yes. great catching up with you guys. You are so funny, well, and thank um, you, thank you. We like your work too. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great evening, and thank you, thank Bye. you, Natalie. This was fantastic. Bye bye. It was wonderful. She was a fantastic guest. She she was so nice. I, I'm going to admit, I was a little nervous yes. because you know she has done some pretty substantial acting work and I've seen a lot of her work and I'm very, you know, very, um, I've always been enamored with her work. I, I just love what she's done. And I, 
thought I might be a little intimidated interviewing her, but no, it worked out. I, I, it was, she was just lovely. Lovely. I can't, that's just, she's, that's, that's the word I come up with. She was just lovely. And she's, she'd still be here, but she's got to go see Weird Al. Weird Al Yankovic. And we don't know if he's I'm doing the parody insulted. songs or is it original songs. Write us a letter, Natalie. Send it to, and we'll, was, we'll give, we'll, we'll give you the email oh. address in the end. <laughs> but speaking of letters, Tim. Speaking of letters. We had a, did, we had a letter. Looks like it's oyster crackers for dinner again. Looks like it's oyster crackers for dinner again. I believed in it. I believed in my line. You just need, like, like no, no. It was just a looks, delivery. It was looks just like a, it's. It's just, no, we'll use that yeah. week to week. Well, now. we do have, John. Guess what? Kids we're so eat. disorganized this week. It's oyster crackers <laughs> for dinner again <laughs> tonight, kids. It's the SETI Bimco show. <laughs> I love it. Looks like it's oyster crackers. <laughs> I can't do it, John. What is it? it looks it's like Ritz crackers for dinner. Damn no, it. it's no, no. It looks like it's Cheez-Its for... We'll, ah, we'll, damn it. We'll write it down and we'll <laughs> practice it. We'll practice it. We'll like take an hour. We won't record an episode next week. We'll just take a whole hour and we'll record. It's oyster crackers for dinner again tonight. <laughs> we'll do it. I got to we'll believe it. it. But, John, we got a letter. I got know. a letter from a friend of the show, New York Times bestselling author. Uh, John, uh, George O'Connor. George O'Connor. Only one of your best he friends says, in the world. Only one of your best friends in the world, and you can't get his <laughs> name right. That's okay. I said his name right. Hi, John. Hi, Tim. At the time of my writing, I have just listened to the latest episode of City Co. I was initially excited that used twos were covering a movie I'd actually heard of, namely Poison Ivy. But I was crushed, crushed, I say, to discover you were not talking about the smutty 1992 Drew Barrymore vehicle but instead, we're talking about this weird Jackie Gleason fetishizing fetishizing TV movie starring Joe from The Facts of Life and Marty McFly. Ooh. Ooh. I humbly request that you do the other Poison Ivy movie to assage my crushing disappointment. Sincerely, your pal, New York Times bestselling author George O'Connor. Mm. You know what I say to you, George? Looks like it's uh, graham crackers for dinner again. No, Hot yeah. Damn, I messed it up. Now, oh, you messed it up again. Well, I did write a response to New York Times bestselling okay. author and friend of the show, George O'Connor. Um, could I read it? And you like wrote tell, a response, like yes, a letter. And, and, tell, okay. and, and tell me, I don't really do this, but since it is New York okay. Times bestselling author and friend of the show, George O'Connor, I made this exception. Okay. I'll play, um, I'll play some soothing music behind me. Yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you. Dear New York Times bestselling author and friend of the show, George O'Connor, we will take your request into consideration. However, as you are aware, the premise of SETI Bimco is to revisit the embarrassment of high school and other travails of the time. We feel that if anyone even remotely resembling the Drew Barrymore character in the 1992 smut fest, Poison Ivy, had approached us in high school, the story would have ended with us urinating in our pants. Again, thank you for your support of SETI Bimco, and we hope that you will continue as a faithful listener. Yay. Yay. But we, it's a good we, letter, John. Thank you. I thought, it was, I thought it was a very professional response, and totally true. We would pee our pants if, um, yeah. But thanks for writing, George. Thank you for writing New York Times bestselling author in front of the show, George O'Connor. And I kind of want to say sorry to Corey. 
when I read his letter last week, I felt exhausted, but it was the midst of the heat wave, and I was super hot, and John had passed out. I had passed but out. That's no excuse. It's no excuse, but I was, I was uh, yeah, we were at the end of a long four-hour recording. The producer was just on our asses, and uh, we couldn't get anything right. Four hours in the heat. Sorry again, Corey. So, yeah, we were just, I was super hot. No excuse. I was losing energy when I read your letter. Okay, that's it. If you have anything to say, John, before we go. Well, and Walter we, Koenig uh, is thank still Natalie alive. Kim. Natalie Kim was great. Walter hmm? Koenig is still alive. I, I, I did have to mention made a that. I they made didn't a mistake. Want him in the, they didn't want him in the animated show. They didn't want, see, he wasn't remember. in the animated. That's it exactly, Tim. He was, in the, he was not in the <laughs> animated series, and I totally forgot about it. All right. All right. So next week we've well, got you. a great. Thank next you, week thank we, you, Natalie Kim. Thank, thank you, Natalie, you, Natalie Kim. Kim. Next week we've got a great show, and we, yes, we, we're going to we, talk about. Well, the no, movie. no, 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 hey, because like you know, as people know, we record this weeks in advance. But next right. week we have special guest star, my dear, dear friend. We share a birthday <laughs> with. I share a birthday with her. We are going to interview Ms. Ivana Trump. I can't wait. Oh, oh it's going to okay. be hilarious. Oh, it's going to be great. All right. We're gonna, no, seriously, we're very, very close friends. Um, Gloria Vanderbilt, Ivana, and I share, That's right. share That's right. a birthday. Shared a birthday because, of course, Gloria is no longer with us. God rest your soul. Yes. And, you know, yes. we used to, like, get on Rupert Mur- Murdoch's uh, mega yacht off of the Italian Riviera <laughs> and drink champagne and snort nodos. It was awesome. Yes. Oh, and I, we can't, I can't, you know, and it's going to be a great interview with Ivana. She's going to show us can't wait. the new staircase she just had installed. I can't right. wait. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> she might even polish it. Maybe she will. Polish. Maybe oh, she will. I can't wait to see that staircase. She's been. She's, right. like, she's like Johnny. You must see the new staircase. I was like, Oh, Ivana, I can't wait. I'll bring Tim over. It's going to be a great interview. <laughs> Nothing's right. going to go wrong on this one. Thank you, Natalie. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, email Natalie. Us, Seti Bimco. Seti Bimco with an E. Send us with emails a, at, at Gmail. Gmail. Seti Bimco with an E. Seti underscore Bimco on Instagram, right, John? Right. And at, and at Seti Bim at Twitter. At tw- on, tw- on the Twitters. Now we're gone. We're gone. Quick programming note. We are taking next week off, but we'll be back in September. Seti Benko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line.